This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus is Lord. Well, I have a very short time this afternoon or this morning. Let's read Galatians chapter 3 before we take our seats. Galatians 3, we start from verse 13. Hallelujah. No guilty life. No fear in death. This is the power of Christ. Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law. Glory to God. Be made a cause for us. If you still think you are under any curse, it's because you don't know this. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Next verse is very powerful. Why? It became a cause that the blessing of Abraham there is no earthly material there is no earthly prosperity that is superior to the blessing of abraham this is the greatest blessing of all the bible said that the blessing of abraham it became a cause so that the blessing of abraham all of us can be included in it so now abraham's blessings are mine <laughs> and before we take our seats, what is Abraham's blessing? You see, we started last week by talking about the fact that the real blessings are not tangible. There is something intangible superior to something tangible. As a matter of fact, if your money is with you, you are not very rich. If you are truly rich, even in the physical, talking physically now, if you are truly rich, your money cannot be with you. Because if you have, for instance, one trillion, there's no physical place you can keep it. So when your money is with you physically, it shows that you have very little money. When your money multiplies, it cannot be with you. If you have 10 trillion, you can't keep it in your house. So real wealth, physically speaking and spiritually speaking, they are always intangible. They are too big to be contained physically. There is something that is called the blessing of Abraham. It's more than money. Hallelujah. Exodus, oh, Genesis 22. Cannot be a sin. God bless you. Again, supposed to be a short service. They've used all the time to celebrate birthday. <laughs> and I, I cannot complain. Otherwise, there will not be lunch at home. <laughs> hallelujah are you with me <laughs> glory to god hallelujah. go down to where the angel spoke and god called to abraham that verse 13 the second time and god began to say some things to abraham and the angel of the lord called to abraham the second time from heaven and he said by myself have i sworn 
the thing got to God. He said, by myself, have I sworn. By myself, I sworn. See the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing, and you have not withheld your only son. Next verse. Then the Lord said, in blessing, I will bless thee. In multiplying, I will multiply thee. As the stars of heaven, and as the sun which is upon the seashore, thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Amen. That means the enemies will never rule over you. That is one of the... So, in this verse alone, three categories of Abraham's blessing. Number one, he said in blessing. Then he said, so there is a blessing itself. We leads to number two, multiplication. Multiplication. You know, I am not just speaking this morning. I will soon stop in less than 12, 15 minutes. I'm not just speaking. I am dispensing life by the Spirit of God. Under the blessing of Abraham, just don't start anything. Jacob took just a, a bag, a staff, and he went to Laban's house. In no time, he had multiplied. He had become so rich that everybody, because of what is called Abrahamic blessing. Are you with me? That was what Esau and Jacob were fighting for. Well, they should have both known these blessings are so big that they can include everybody. Of course, firstborn might get more than the rest. So, if you read the Bible later, even Esau, who missed the blessing, who lost it to his brother, still became very wealthy and because he came from Abraham. Now, if you want to understand, oh, Easter morning, maybe we start. I'm looking at how to go this way because we've labeled this title true riches at the same time to see how I can talk about the revelation of Jesus. This Jesus, I spoke a little bit about him for some, he must be understood by Christian. This Jesus, so in order to understand Jesus, you must understand Abraham, you must understand David. Matthew chapter 1, this is the beginning of Jesus' story. And if you also want to know the man of Calvary, you must know him from this standpoint before you now move to other things about him. There are dimensions in the revelation of Jesus. What the disciples who saw him on earth saw was nothing compared to what Paul saw. Paul brought a dimension that even these men, though they saw Jesus physically, they did not understand much about Jesus until Paul, by revelation, when he went to Arabia 14 years, it was downloaded to him what men who saw him in the flesh did not understand. John that used to put his head on his chest, when that day came, and John said, I was in the island called Patmos, Revelation chapter 1, and I heard behind me a voice. When Jesus appeared, the first thing he likes to do is to introduce. He started by telling John, say, I'm your brother, called verse 10. He said, I was there being tried for the word of God. I was in the spirit on the last day, and I heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. That is how the voice of Jesus sounds. That's why the Bible said, the Lord shall descend with the voice of an archangel and that of a trumpet, and then we shall be called. The same voice are going to hear on rapture that raptures us away from this realm. Now, next verse. Saying, he said, I heard the voice saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega. <laughs> this is one title that Satan can contain. He is a creation, not the creator. 
It is only Jesus, the Father. They have no beginning, no end. Are you getting what I'm saying? Okay. The first and the last. He began the beginning. <laughs> God, people say that God does not live within time frame. It's true. Say God lives in eternity. God does not actually live in eternity. Eternity lives in God. Himself is eternity. Hallelujah. <laughs> He said, write what you see to the seven churches. But he started by saying that I am Alpha. Then later he continued the introduction again. Go to where he could verse, he continued again. So he listed the seven churches he wanted John to write to in Asia Minor. I turned to see the voice that spoke to me. And I turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. That talks about the church. The power of God is very strong here. I see light in this building. He said, then I saw somebody like the son of man, clothed with a garment. Remember, God created man in his own image and his own likeness. So God looks like man. He has hand. Bible talks about God's hand. In his hands are the deep place. God talks about, God, Bible talks about God's leg. So God looks like man because man was created in God's image. Hallelujah. He said he was wearing a white garment down his foot. Jesus doesn't wear jeans. <laughs> He doesn't wear suit like some of us. But he wears this garment that goes down. And then his head and his ears were white like wool. As white as snow. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. Next verse. And his feet like that of brass. As if they born in a furnace. And his voice like the sound of many waters. It sounds like trumpet. It sounds like many waters. One person. Next verse. And the Bible says, He had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went forth. Instead of Jesus having a tongue, it's a sword. <laughs> his countenance was like a sun shining in his strength. Next verse. Then John said, When I saw him, of course you must collapse. I fell at his feet, and he laid his right hand on me. Look at the audacity of the master, the way he talks. He told me right he said, He didn't say that stand up, boy. He put right there and he said that, fear not, I am the first. The one you are looking at right now is everything. Outside me, there is nothing. And if I live inside the man, fear dies forever. As I'm introducing Jesus to the church, if there is cancer here right now, it disappears. Life himself. John was just there. Jesus. Jesus. When Taylor's husband lost a child, when he went to India, we got there exactly send him. And they did not know about the miracle ministry. He tried to preach to Indians for years. They would say, We have our religion also. And then finally, they lost a child to typhoid. The child died there. Tell us what he said was carried sick back to America. He said it was a shameful moment. The old child paid, gave them money to travel to animation in India. They returned with no soul, returned with one soul, lost their own child. And he said, came back sick and they were like, This Indian certificate, there's no point going. But they saw a woman preaching Jesus life and direct one day with miracles happening. Himself and the sat at the back and they began to cry in America that maybe this is what we need. This is a woman preaching Jesus, and this one is real. And they went to say they couldn't see that they were talking husband and wife. That did you see what that woman did? She was different from what we experienced 
in, in India, as they were talking, like the two men talking on the road of Amos, and Jesus joined them. As they were talking, they slept. Early in the morning, 6 a.m., so Jesus just stood at the door. He never spoke a word. He just gave to Elosbon a look for a short time and vanished. That look, Elosbon could not get up the floor till 3 p.m. in the afternoon. He was just there. Because in his presence, those who think when I see Jesus, I will ask him, who killed my grandma? I will ask him, Lord, should I wear a ring or not? Your tongue will cleave to your roof. You don't know the one we are talking about. <laughs> Even John that used to put his hand on it, John was very close to him on earth. When he said, one of you betray me, Peter told John to find out who will, betray, who will betray him. When John saw him, he said, I collapse. Because they saw the human part of Jesus. But when he resurrected, they saw the risen Lord. And men and brethren, he is the Lord of hosts. There's no demon. Are you following me? Now, I am showing you the one that said that he died so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon you Gentiles. We will examine the blessing again, but let's start with the one promising. You know, after resurrection, Jesus came and he said, he just came and he said, all hail. Matthew 28. Then he said that all authority, all means all. That means outside me, there's no authority again. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. He said, go. That was what ended the name. The name Jesus. At the mention of his name, you know, I told you before, uh, I have to rush. You know, I've explained to you as a church, I think Easter last day I mentioned that, they don't even call him Jesus so much in heaven. As we read the book of Revelation 1 to 22, we hardly see a place where they call him Jesus. He is called the Lamb of God. But his real name in heaven is the Word of God. So in Revelation chapter 17, when he shall be returning on earth to take vengeance on the systems, corrupt systems, antichrist system, when he's coming to reign, it's coming by the same name. John said, I saw heaven open and I saw a white, white horse and the one that sat on it was called faithful and true. He said he had a garment. Nobody knew the name on it. He said, but I saw on his tie written the word of God. That's his name. You see, the understanding that you have of the name of Jesus will be responsible for the result that you get when you mention the name. You can mention the name by flesh and blood. I spoke your first person earlier service. Uh, or you can mention the name by revelation. Those who mention by revelation, something is bound to happen. Now, I just want to give you a little inkling into what the name represents. You see, have you read John chapter 1? The Bible says, in the beginning was the word. That's why it's still bearing that name. No, go back, just go, stay with Revelation 19. Sorry, seventh thing. I want where the Bible talks about... Uh, his name was called the word of God. Revelation 19, what verse? Uh, the word of God. Show me that verse. Just go down a little, maybe three, two, three verses more, maybe next 12, 13. Hallelujah. Go back to 19, 11, just go down. 11, 12, 13. Thank you. Are you following me? Glory to God. Revelation 19, please. I just want us to read that place where it says, and his name is the word of God. Well, start from 11. Okay, they say, I thought they don't hear me very well at the back. Hear me, 11, from 11. Go to 12. His name was called Faithful and True. His eyes, just like John saw, as a flame of fire. And on the side were many crowns. <laughs> Representing every victory. But you know what? Those crowns are not really for him. He conquered for you. 
that's why when a finished conquering, he brought the crown to you. He called himself conqueror. He called you more than conqueror. <laughs> no man knew but himself. Next verse. And he was clothed in a vesture deep in blood. It will be brutal that battle of Armageddon. They will know who Jesus is. Systems of the world are kicking him out and he's watching them. Because there is a time for judgment. It hasn't come yet. And his name is called the word of God. Probably many of you part of the army that will be following him back here. But not those who are worldly among them, among us, who have held on to the things of the world. You even join them to abuse churches. You are full of worldliness. All this prayer, 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 prayer. You shall soon know that somebody made this word and it will come back for the word they created. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. His name is called the word of God. You see, the Bible says God created heaven and earth by his word. So John 1, just in Revelation, says, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. Said the same was with God at the beginning. All things were made by him. So the word created all things. And the Bible said, without him was nothing made that was made. God began to think. If I call him the word of God or not, they will not understand. In heaven, God raised and rules by his words. He made heaven and earth by his words. He created angels by his words. Then God said that I want mortal men to have access to what is called the word of my power. So he put that word. And the Bible says, and the word became flesh. So God put the word inside a vessel. And he called the name Jesus. Meaning that at the mention of the name of Jesus, what you are invoking is the same force with which God created heaven and earth. That word that can never fail. It's still the word they call it in heaven. But on earth, he has come to us in the name that is called Jesus. That's why you hear the word Jesus Christ. Christ is a person. Christ is also a title. Christ is also a place. So there is Jesus Christ. There is, the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, a location. There is also Christ, a title. The anointed one. When the Holy Ghost came upon him at the river Jordan. And he became the one anointed without measure. So there is that title. So those three things. But you see, God was waiting. No man. I thought on Wednesday. If you were not, get where is this message? Wednesday was deep. How many of you were there? Wednesday was, you, you remember? Amen. I began to say that God, this way, this, this way, I, I want to stop. <laughs> I, oh God, help me. This is where uh, God does not like to read to dish out judgment. But God is a just God. There is a part of him, he is just. The Bible says that righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. So he is a righteous judge. So he must judge iniquity. But what God likes to do is that when God is angry and he picks up his cane, he wants somebody to just beg him. So he said, I sought for an intercessor. Ah! He said, I found none. He said, I sought for one but somebody that will help me not to pour my wrath on them. He said, but I found none. So I explained that that was what, why Jonah did not want to run God's errand. If you know him, you will know that he loves to show mercy. 
when fire did not fall, Jonah said that in 40 days, Nineveh will burn. When Nineveh did not burn, Jonah told God that, was this not my saying? I ran away when you called me because I knew that at the end of the day, you will now say you are forgiving them. And now my reputation is at stake. I have said that they will die in 40 days. Now, die, they no die. Why don't you enjoy me? That was anger. So Jonah was right. And God, because he knew God, because he, if you understand God, I showed them two passages on Wednesday. God was angry, told Moses that I will destroy them as one man. I said, man, God is dangerous. Two million people will be killed as one man. That means he will just say die. Two million dead. And Moses said, oh God, what would the Egyptians say? They will say that you could not take them to land, so you kill them halfway. He said, hey, they will say that. Moses said, yeah, they will say that. Ah, he said, no. Because God likes glory. to so glory in his name. Only him. He's called the king of glory. He's entitled to it. He must glory. And Moses began to plead. And God said to Moses, no problem. They will not die again. He said, but <laughs> I will still punish them another way. He said, but death, I forgive. Then the second time again, they began to murmur even against Moses. Number 16. And when Korah and those rebels died, People came out again and said, you have killed the people of God. Don't you see the same thing on social media? See, these things are not new. People support rebel. Somebody leaves a church and they begin to say, they did it to me, they did that to me, they did it to me. You will gather support. It's not new. Koran and not, they were talking. Grand open and swallow them. You will think people will repent. People went back to their car and started murmuring that Moses had killed the people of God. Was it the one that opened the ground? And when God heard, he told Moses, I said, leave me alone. In other words, you occupy a place where I can't act without you. Let me deal with them. And Moses said, no, God. But while he was talking to her, he told her, that, please, carry the censor. Run to the midst of the people. He said, for plague is already ravaging. You can project those ones now if you want. Number 16. He said, plague is already ravaging. And by the time Aaron got there, over 14,000 people had died. Aaron quickly stood before, between the living and the dead. And he held the censer in his hand. When God saw it, he told the angel of destruction. Anger stops here. When God is angry, he's only looking for an intercessor. But thank God for Hebrews 7.25. This is one of the ministries of Jesus Christ. The Bible said that he lived to make intercession. Oh, thank God for our high priest. He is the only one qualified. Other high priests in the Old Testament, death did not allow them to continue. But this one is eternal. And the Bible says that Wherefore, he is able to save till uttermost. Them that come to God by him, seeing he liveth to make intercession forever. When you wake up in the morning, mortal men might not pray for you. Even though Jesus shared this ministry with his people, but Jesus Christ is interceding for you at all times. This is why in his blood, your mistakes are taking over. Both past, present. And the future, not a license to go and be making mistakes, but to know that John said, Little children, I write unto you, do not sin. But if anyone sin, we have an advocate. <laughs> Glory to God. He said, God's perfect plan is for you not to sin. He said, But if you miss it, there is an advocate. Wonderful. Glory to God. Every realm. In the spirits they recognize this person i'm talking about because that's a philippians 2 says wherefore god has highly exalted him and given him a name 
There are the mention of the name of Jesus. Every new of things in heaven, of things on earth, and of things under the earth. These are three realms of existence. There are forces of darkness, like the Prince of Passion that we stood Daniel's prayer. They are in the heavenlies. There are forces of darkness on earth, and hell itself is under the ground. And I told you there are five compartments under the ground. Yeah, you have what they call Tartarus. You have you have hell under the ground, and then you have some other. You have prison, and you have a place called pits. Yeah, angels that left their former estates. Jude chapter one are reserved in chain underground in pits. So there are angels underground. Those ones are yet to come to the earth. When they come after the sound of the trumpet, the earth will feel sorry. You have abyss under the ground. You have pit under the ground. You have prison under the ground. You have hell under the ground. And you have Abraham's bosom under the ground. That's why hell itself will be cast into the lake of fire. Because hell is not final destination. Bible said, Rachel, and I saw death and hell cast into the lake of fire. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So the name of Jesus and his victory. Why? Because when he died, he said to them, as Jonah was in the belly of the fish, so shall the son of man be in the belly of the heart. When he died or not, that was just the beginning. Jesus became a prisoner in the realm of the spirit. Because for the first time, he partook in sin nature. When he said, Father, let this God pass over me. It was not the uh, pain of nail that scared him. Jesus said that he was never separated from the Father. But for the first time, the Bible said in Habakkuk 2, God's eyes are too precious to behold iniquity. But as he hung on the cross there, he carried the sin of the old world. And because God is a just God, when God saw sin on him, God turned his face off. That was when he shouted, my father, my father, why hast thou forsaken me? That would be the first time. God must do that. And he died on the cross. They put his spear here, and blood and water gushed out. Forgiveness and rebirth. Then Jesus went and he was buried. But you see, because when he was on earth, he was sinless. In no covenant, they asked for lamb that was spotless. Jesus too had no sin. Three times he challenged the Pharisees. Did any one of you convict me of sin and nobody said any? Nobody found him. Pilate said it three times. I find no fault in this man. I found out the only mortal, somebody that walked on earth without any sin. And because he was not contaminated by man's blood, the Mary just helped to incubate the word of God. Jesus was born of the word, not a seed of, the, of man. So that gave him a nature where sin, he only carried it on the cross. When he died, even in hell, his righteousness was declared. That he had no sin and he had no Adam, Adam's blood. So on the third day, there was a cry for justice from above. And the Bible says, I, I've, I've said it here before many times, that third day was the day there was no demon on that. Satan summoned every demon to come to hell because he had heard the prophecy that he said he would resurrect. And Jesus, the Bible says, having true of himself, principality and power. That means when he was on the floor there, all demons sat on him. But light, yeah, yeah glory on the third day jesus just jacked up and the bible says he threw off that's colossians chapter 2 he threw off himself principalities and power one by one he was passing them off have you seen real and wrestling before all of them until he stood alone and the bible says he made them to bow the bible says he threw death destroyed the one that had the power of death and for the first time he collected the key from satan 
So when he appeared to John, he said that I have the key of death and hate. That key was with Satan from generation to generation. Papa Adam gave it to him, but Jesus collected it back. That was the reason when he came out of the grave, the first thing he said is that all hail, it has been done. It has been done. And then Psalm 24 followed, which I've told you first, people have quoted wrongly. People are rebooking evil, say, lift up your head, don't you get a little bit of everlasting door? Demons don't have everlasting door. That is attributed too much to them. Everlasting only belongs to somebody. Only God has everlasting door. What happened in that situation? David was a prophet. He saw ahead what happened to Messiah. When Jesus raised, when he was raised from the dead, he became the first person to be born again. And if any man is in Christ, a new creation. That's why they call him the first begotten of the dead. When he resurrected, he changed in the spirit and he changed physically. Remember, even Mary at the grave did not recognize him. He thought she was talking to a gardener until Jesus called her name and she turned and realized that, oh, this is the master. So because when he resurrected, nobody, so in the realm of the spirit, as he was ascending, Mary told Mary, don't touch me. I am not ascended to my father. And for the first time, he said, your father also. My God and your God. Why? This blood... This work, I, I have finished under the ground. I have finished on earth. But there is one more place. On earth, there were mercy seats. In heaven also, when Moses was constructing the tabernacle, God told Moses that everything you are doing on earth it must be according to pattern in heaven. So the tabernacle on earth was a replica of tabernacle in heaven. So on earth, they will put the blood of bull. In heaven also, a blood must be put. And bulls will not enter heaven. So Jesus himself took his own blood. And he carried it with him. That was what I was begging Mary. You can't touch me. You can't touch me. When you touch this blood, you are contaminated because you are a mortal person. So Mary stayed. And disciples watched him. As he was talking about Mount Olivet, he just left it. He just went up. And when he crossed over, when the work here was done, he was about to enter the eternal realm. And the gates were shut. Because all have seen and caught shots. So separation between man and God. When Adam sinned, eternity gave became short. So even Jesus, the angel and the God, did not even recognize him again. When he said, lift up your head, O you gate. They said, who? He said, the Lord strong and mighty in battle. Glory. He was telling the angel, that don't you know who he's talking? He said, the Lord. He said, lift up. He said it three times. By the third time, the angel went rang a bell into heaven who is the lord mighty he said open the gates that's why you have that song today and open that light gate that all may go in the interesting thing is that when the gate opened not only him alone waiting all of us now all all thank god for jesus thank god for jesus hallelujah hell knows the power of what i'm saying now and when he went to the mercy seat of heaven, he put his blood on the seat. And the father stood and he said, sacrifice accepted. Then he said to him that from today, your name is highly exalted. At the mention of your name, the three realms you have been to, heaven, earth, under the earth, they must shiver, they must bow. Glory to God. It does not matter their number. It does not matter how many evil spirits. There is a perfect sacrifice. He has done it. It's an irreversible sacrifice. There is no power of hell that can stand what he has done. He is Lord of all. And in his name, 
we have perfect liberty brothers and sisters you can speak the name of jesus to yourself right now where you are seated commanding every door glory to god somebody call his name speak to yourself in the name of jesus i have life i have prosperity i have health i am free nothing is holding me you shall amanda the power of god is so strong here if you want to give your heart to jesus christ while i take two minutes to pray come to the altar right now i'm being led to do that everybody rise the power of god is in the atmosphere but it cannot benefit you if you don't if you have not made jesus your lord i made this altar call today what a time to give your heart to jesus christ just walk up to me here i have just two minutes to do that i will lead you to christ you will never be the same again don't look around and wait for someone else god chose you to be in today's service it's for you come right now yoke will go body will disappear jesus has chosen you today to know him the rest of us begin to make declarations in the name of jesus loud and clear those of you coming out come quickly don't look at anybody you can feel it in your heart it's your day god pick today for you to rescue you rescue you oh jesus thank you zuka matalaba setekebos there is no all there is no darkness that is light cannot shine through there is no pain that is everlasting is everlasting and cannot reach there is no prison door that it cannot open oh thank you Jesus I see chains being broken right now Thank you, my sister that is here. I'll pray with you in a while. Please, if you are joining, come quickly. It's your day. You can't be in this meeting and not know that God is moving. Don't waste this opportunity. He designed this service for you. You'll be living in sin. Now it's time to come to Jesus. Here is your chance. Thank you. Please come, come, come. He's calling you, he's calling you, he's calling you. It's for you. The service is for you. Thank you, Jesus. I will take one more minute. Those who are coming before I pray. Don't waste this opportunity. What we are doing there cannot benefit you if you are no if you don't do this first. Thank you. Keep coming. Shalabakasu telebos. If all I say is Jesus, Jesus, more than enough. If all I say, if all I say is Jesus, 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 that's more than enough. 
everybody having tummy problem put your hands on your stomach right now whatever is creating that problem wait somebody just got healed of pie right now I see God just touching that part I'm just seeing the word pie thank you Lord Jesus even homes have been healed and restored this morning there is a lady watching me the Lord said I should tell you he has told you before you will have your own children he said just calm down God is working something he said I should just assure you that as he has promised you he will deliver on his promises don't worry anything any objects any disease in any stomach right now in the name of jesus christ i command you satan take your hands off these people let the evil power of god go into your stomach now be made oh in the name of jesus christ brothers and sisters over there look at me see after me say dear lord jesus i come to you i receive you into my heart i ask that you be the lord of my life i accept your sacrifice on the cross i confess that you are the lord of my life from now that you died and you rose again for my justification i receive that right now and i declare that from today i belong to you wash me with your blood and change my life forever in jesus name amen hallelujah can they see the brother over there just two three minutes and you can come back to the hall and join us the brother over there to follow Jesus, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. As I was ending the prayer with those people, I saw something in my spirit it was not outward inside under your waist somebody has a charm that you tie there many times you live in fear and you've been told from those who gave it to you that it will protect you wherever you go that's how you tie it around you have heard about jesus you go to church but something tells you that even if you inspire that if you don't wear it going now, anything might happen. Deliver yourself from that bondage. Don't let that thing go home with you. Yes, I guarantee you also because of the presence of God and because of the word of God, nothing will happen to you, one, and there will not be any repercussion for dropping it. Find a way. I would have asked you that drop it at the altar here. His power, his power is shattered. 
but find a way somehow dispose it if we see it anywhere we'll help you pick it and trash it but don't go home with that that thing it's a useless thing it cannot help you jesus will protect you thank you lord jesus lord reset this new cup i'm saying and let this excruciating pain go blessed be your name thank you for being a part of our broadcast you know we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make jesus christ the lord of your life coming into christ is beyond joining the church is beyond the religion it is joining god's family and that is done when you believe in christ jesus so i just want to lead you right away now if you are if you want to give your heart to christ just say after me say lord jesus i believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins i accept you as my lord and my savior and from today i belong to you if you have said those words will be late you are born again you are part of god's family right now you can go ahead and rejoice about it god bless you we love you stay blessed